Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. We got We got my special guest, Kelly Girl, with us. Marley's fired up. Kelly Girl's on the show, and it's your saltwater guide with another phenomenal podcast for you today. About 15 minutes into the show, we're going to bring a real superstar of fishing in on the show. So stand by. You don't want to miss that. And uh, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance is our big sponsor for the show today, Kelly Girl. And Kelly Girl and I are going to Alaska in September with the Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance crew. We'll be up in beautiful Alaska catching big whopper fish. You want to join Kelly Girl and I up in Alaska? There it is, gang. Call Larry. It's filling up quick. We got Kelly and I are going to be there for two weeks. Oh, wow. You're going to have an opportunity to come in and fish with Kelly Girl and I the first week and then... The next group gets to fly in and fish with Kelly and I the next week. Ooh, oh or if you guys book the whole thing, you can be up there with us the whole flipping time. But we're going to be up there in uh, Gustavus, Alaska with uh, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. And it should be a t- phenomenal time. We're very, we're both looking very oh, forward to wait. this. I can't wait. Going and catching big giant whopper fish, seeing all the bears and the salmon and all that cool stuff yeah. that goes on up there it's going to be in alaska i mean that's a you know me i, I haven't been anywhere kelly girl <laughs> hasn't been anywhere but if you sat down and listened to all the places that she's been you'd think you hadn't been anywhere but yeah when i met her she hadn't been anywhere but now yeah, she's been seen, everywhere she even lives in a foreign country <laughs> now no, never thought i would living in mexico if you, somebody would have told me years ago that i'd be living in mexico I would not believe them, <laughs> not at all, not even a little bit, but I'm glad I'm, I'm happy to be here. And remember, gang, today is text Kelly girl, and she's going to be with us for about 15 minutes. She's got a lot of stuff going on, so she's not going to be with us the whole show, and then we're going to bring in our super special guest right after yeah. Kelly jumps out. But, gang, if you have a burning desire to talk to Kelly girl, you got a question you want to ask her, anything's, anything and everything is – on the board, you can ask Kelly Girl yeah, anything you yeah. want. You can ask her anything. How did she get so lucky to have such a phenomenal husband? How, yeah, that's a How'd she get so lucky How to take care so of monkeys and kitties all day and oh clean God. up cat piss all the time? How phenomenal is your I'm life? I'm a lucky girl. I'm a lucky girl. I really, I really am. Really, <laughs> I, I am. To be married to you. I'm oh, my God. Right it doesn't get any better than that, right? I'm... I can't, I can't even believe I married. I, mean, I can't believe we're married sometimes. I think, wow, you, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy to be married to you and have all these animals and live here in Mexico. So Living at the zoo. The handsome zoo, zoo. The yes. handsome zoo. Never Mar- thought I'd be a zookeeper. <laughs> and you can see Marley is super excited every time Kelly Girl's on the show. Hi, she He man. gets so wound up. <laughs> he is super wound up because he loves Kelly. Kelly takes good care of Marley, and he loves her a lot. Gang, we have a few questions, and then yesterday we forgot to give away the T-shirt. So we're just going to do, for whoever 
sends us in a question and you got 15 minutes to ask Kelly Girl questions. Whoever sends in the questions, Kelly Girl's going to give you a, a set of shirts matching his and her yes. or you and your boyfriend or whatever you got. We're, she's going to send out two shirts today mm -hmm. to make up for yesterday's. Yes. Damn. My, uh, it was me running the show yesterday, yeah. so that's why it didn't go over very so well. That explains it. <laughs> but John Stanley, always first question in. Always uh -oh. John, Tina, hello. Thanks Hi, for joining John, us Tina. today, and we appreciate you. If you could go on one vacation, Kelly, what would your dream vacation be? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I would, oh, gee, I don't know. I'd probably go somewhere in Asia, like Japan or... Uh, I'd love to see the Forbidden City. Um, my favorite movie is The Last Emperor, so I'd love to see the Forbidden City. Uh, I know that sounds kind of odd for me, but I, that's something I'd like to do. And then I think I'd like to go to Costa Rica to go fishing there. It would be fun. And but, we have plenty of friends there. Yeah, so we just need to call them up and make it happen. But yeah, that's it. Larry Hansen wants to know if... And he's excited you're coming up to Alaska. What is what is the bucket list fish you would like to catch in Alaska when you're up there oh, for that trip? Uh, probably just, uh, God, I don't know, halibut? Really? Yeah. Big halibut? Big halibut. Big, bigger than you? Big, yeah. Bigger than you? <laughs> Something yeah, like that? Cool. Something like that. Wow, Larry. Are you getting a lot of calls about the trip, gang? I'm telling you, you got to get in this quick. I know it's not till September, but I'm telling you, it's going to sell out pretty damn fast. Not that you get to fish with me, but my goodness. Oh, get to fish with the great the pro, Kelly right? girl and the go pro. see what it's all about. <laughs> Try to outfish Kelly. I can't even imagine how hard that might be. Gang, we have a, we have a lot of questions coming in all of a sudden now. Oh, we have a question from Ace High. He wants to know if I recommend sitting front row on the Florida plane ride. Yes. Oh, absolutely. There's no other seat. I mean, no other... It's the best seat in the house. Um, yeah, definitely. It's like riding on a roller coaster. You want to be in the very first, you know, the first row, the first seat, two seats. Uh, yeah. We were so blessed. So when, fun. when we were so fun. We were building that boat down in Florida and Kelly Girl and I were down there. It was so much fun. It was like for us, it was like being at the biggest Disneyland in the world. It was incredible. Every day was like a super bitching adventure. And once we found those airboats and Justin Botrell was an integral part because we got back scene tours. Mm -hmm. Justin is such a, he's got his hands in everything. And yeah, he, that was, you know, what's so funny is I really didn't know Justin back then, I, but wow. I got to hold an alligator, <laughs> right? Now yeah. You held the alligator, yeah, a little baby alligator. It was, it was phenomenal. So yeah, Justin, you're the man. <laughs> we went to three different places and rode airboats. And then Justin finally turned us on to the magical place. And if we didn't know Justin, we would have never found that place because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, down do you remember how down long it took us to draw to get there? And then we, yeah, that was crazy. And Justin told us it will be totally worth it. It was definitely an experience. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, oh, Larry wants to let everybody know the first trip, it's already full. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Sakes. That was quick. That's eh? awesome. Good We're going to have so much hilarious. fun in Alaska. It's good for us. We're going to have so much fun that. hanging out, telling fish stories, watching Kelly Girl catch big whoppers. 
it's going to be incredible. So yeah, the first trip's already sold out. Gang, you better, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to call one day, I'm going to get it. You better get in on it. Yeah. One trip left. Are you kidding me? You better get in on it quick. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Yes. Tim Ogilvy asked me back in the 70s and 80s, the Salton Sea was an epic fishery. Yes. I did get to fish it. You did? Oh my gosh. I, I got that. to fish it a lot. We used to go on the way there. There was like two places you could catch tilapia and we would catch tilapia and we'd put them in a bucket with an aerator. Then we'd get on our, we had an aluminum boat there that we, my buddy kept in storage there. And we would go out and we'd fish those orange mouth Corvina and they were humongous. 20 pound average, a lot of 30 pound fish. It was an unbelievable fishery. In the 80s, it was insane. I remember it kind of. Kind of. But I'll tell you, by the time <laughs> you got there, everything was kind of foggy. So the tilapia, <laughs> though, let me ask you. We, yeah, we know you had some challenges <laughs> back in the day, and you were not all there. You were on another planet. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, the tilapia, did you you caught tilapia? Did you? What did you do with it? Did you, you didn't eat it? Did you? No, no, no. The tilapia were bait. Oh, That's what you used for bait. Really? Okay. Yeah, and you used, we used a, a squid braille because there were these, we're, I'm going <laughs> to, it, the. it's been long enough now, I won't go to jail, but we would pull up to these uh, washes, I guess you would say, on the road, and you would look, and there would be tilapia all over right there at the little wash, and you, we had a squid, we would bring a squid braille with us, and we would scoop them. You only get one shot and then they would all split, but you would pull up and then hit it with the squid braille and then pour them in the bucket and then go to the next wash. I don't know what you call culvert. Sorry, not a wash, a culvert. And we would catch them that way, Tim. And then we would go and fly line them wow. in the salt and sea. And it was just absolutely incredible. How cool. It was I so fun. Me that. Wow. What is the biggest ling cod you've ever caught, Kelly? And I hope you catch oh, one as big. I have not caught a ling cod. I don't like those. I don't, I think they're, I don't know. I haven't caught one. She's never caught a ling cod, gang. If you're, real quick, I want to show you something. Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, I'm, I'm getting a couple texts about this trip. It looks like it's going to sell out quick. There's some, Come on, guys, we another trip, but. <laughs> there it is. If you want to get on this trip, gang, that is, that is, the way in that's larry's phone number you give them a call pacific sport fishing alliance they own the lodge up there in alaska they have a smokehouse they do all the wow. the preparation for your fish you're going to get to eat smoked salmon funny. kelly you're going to have time of your life <laughs> anybody that joins us is going to have the time of your life gang if you've ever thought about going to alaska i'm telling you this is your big moment to get in on it it is pretty spectacular. So Mike and Jamie, if you haven't done so already. I'm telling you guys. Book your trip. <laughs> and Pablo and, and Kate, and whoever has it, you better get on it. Yep. Get I on don't, it. Yeah, I don't think Larry's going to hold spots for you, so you better grab it now. Grab it, grab it, grab it. And those of you that can't figure out that, let's see. I think I got a QR code for Larry. I don't have my great friend Elliot here. He's taking the day off. Can you believe that? Well, he's not really. Dang, Elliot. But let's see. <laughs> the we day got... off. Come on now. There I'm it is. Busy. QR code right there. Grab that, gang. If you can't figure out how to call Larry, grab the QR code. Then you'll have that on your phone. And then you can call Larry right after the show and book this trip. 
Don't want to be left on the dock. Can you imagine the great videos we're going to make oh up there? Gosh. It's going to be insane. And the rest of you that thought about going, you're going to be kicking yourself in the butt. Because well, we'll have lots of video. To it's show going to be incredible. We're going to show lots of video. You know, I put out 28 a week. You've so a lot of video. A lot of you're content. going to get to see Kelly Girl and I hanging out. But that trip to uh, Florida was super special, gang. But this trip to Alaska is going to be insane. I am so excited. I can't hardly wait. Yes. Yes, indeed. And then Jim Kennedy's calling. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you anchor, I got a question from one of our members. When you anchor up on the uh, artificial reefs, it's super important to not park on top of the reef. You want to figure out which way the current's going. Like I tell you all the time, drop anchor first time, practice. See what's going on. Once the anchor hits the bottom, give yourself about 10 minutes and see which way the boat is laying. What do I mean by that? Go look at your compass. And then you look at your compass and you go, okay, right now the compass reading is 305 degrees. That means there's a downhill current and some northwest wind. Then you'll go, okay, and the rock is off to our starboard side. You need to reset your anchor. And when you're driving back over the rock, you want to make sure you're going 305 degrees. Get in front of the rock, two or three boat lengths, kick your anchor over. Let the anchor hit the bottom, tie it off, look on your GPS, see where that rock is now. It should be straight behind you. Then you cast your bait and you can get to start catching fish on the artificial reef. That's how you approach everything. And I have a whole video series on teaching you how to anchor on spots and everything. So, Or you could uh, just save yourself some, some frustration Brand and damage. hire... Justin, Justin or Pablo. Or Pablo. Because <laughs> that's complicated. Really complicated. There were a lot of steps there. There's but a, I understand the importance. I know. It's the most important yeah. thing. And Dave Burris says, Kelly girl, once you try lingcod, it'll be your new favorite fish to really? eat. It's okay. pretty spectacular. Okay. Gang, we got a couple more minutes with the great Kelly girl, and then she's going to jump out of here. I told her till 1.15. So if... And, if you guys have a question, get it in here now. Let her know. She wants to answer your questions. You got to get them in now. Gang, we got all kinds of stuff going on here. We even have the great Donna Kalis watching us right now. Oh, Holy moly, guacamole. We're going to And Marley right here. Look at him. He's so into you. He's, I love it when you're on this show. Because so it makes it so much fun. Larry's got some pictures of some halibut that you want oh to catch. My God. See, that's exactly what I want to catch. That's what you want, right, that's baby girl? That's what I want. Larry might be able to put that together for you, maybe. Very I think. cool. I can't wait. It's going to be insane, gang. It's going to be insane. There, There's those pictures of those halibut. Kelly girl, hopefully he's going to have one just like that. All right, gang. Well, thank you all very, very much for Asking Kelly girls some questions. Oh, Thanks for question. being a part. Uh -oh. Another question uh -oh. somebody wants to know. No, Ace High wants to know if you leave the toilet seat up or down. You leave it. Uh, you probably leave it down. You put it down. Because you sit on the Yeah. <laughs> I know that's too much information. I pee like I'm a girl. I have terrible <laughs> aim and I don't feel like getting yelled at. So I just sit down yeah. and let her rip. I don't yell at you. <laughs> Well, Marley will. Marley <laughs> hates it when there's urine on top of the toilet. No, Dave's, Dave's very good. <laughs> Thankfully, because I would not like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's how I remember Devo is to just sit on it. Then I don't have to worry about picking it up and putting it down. My aim sucks, gang. As you get old, you'll find out. You get in your 60s, your aim's going to be way off. 
way off, especially in the middle of the night. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, baby. All right. Thank Is you. Are you trying to shoot me out? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to bring Chase in, though. All right. He's okay, super bye. excited bye. to be on the show. Give me here. <laughs> oh, don't be messing up your lipstick. All right. Okay, bye, I'll see guys. you in a little Thanks. bit. Love Thanks you, babe. Thanks. And have a great day. Wait a minute. One more. Uh-oh, one more. Question for Kelly. Have you and Dave ever participated? participated in the Dana Point Christmas boat parade and if so you guys go all out I ran so many different yachts and so many boat parades but Kelly girl used to come with me in the biggest boat parade in the world the Newport boat parade and set up in the wheelhouse with me and you know what's crazy there's like nine million boats driving around in that parade and here's what people would do to me they'd go and they stick their phone right in my face go hey look at the picture of this fish and I'm like there's boats zimming underneath me and kayaks and helicopters and everything but I've been in all the boat parades up and down the coast. I We used to decorate the seahorse when I ran the seahorse to the nines. We decorated it so much. It was incredible. And, uh, yeah, I took pride in it. My sister's running one heck of a deal up there at Dana Point yeah. right now. All her boats are sold out for Saturday, this Saturday. But she has some availability. Not very much, but she has some availability for Sunday if you guys call Dana War Sport Fishing at 949. 496-5794. You can get in, but there's not very many spots left. I think the Dana Point uh, boat, per, the Chris's what boat they parade do down is, there the, in the harbor, is the best. Though. It's the best hands down. So if you haven't participated or seen it, seen watch it, light, you, you gotta go. It's, you go down to the harbor and just go wander around. The decorations are incredible. Oh, Donna and Thank everybody you. put together. Well, we'll be up there. We're going up. Okay, okay. I promise. All right, Kelly, okay, girl, bye, we everybody. love you. That's it. Day. No more, no more, no bye, more. Marlene. Kelly, yeah. do you have any goals you would like to achieve in 2024? <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> I would like to um, start working on my autobiography. Woo, that would be a hell of a book. Yes. That would be wonderful if you pull that together. Well, I think I, I, think I can. I can definitely, I'm going to give it a go. So, All yes, right. that's something I want to do. And Once then, you get course, done cleaning up after yeah, being the animals. Oh, that's going to be a big chapter or, you know, big chapter in that autobiography. It's my zookeeping skills. Yes. All right. I love you, babe. Right, Thanks for being body. a part Thank of the you. show. Okay, gang, without any further ado, we're going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. We're going to bring him in in just a second here. I want you guys to understand Dana Wharf Sport Fishing has got a big spot in my heart. I grew up at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. My father founded it in 1971 and uh this young man is i talked to my good buddy todd manser and he says this young man has what we had when we were kids he absolutely loves to fish and he's way into it and he's making a big mark on the industry so let's bring in mr chase Moore and get this show started hey chase welcome to the show buddy hello how's it going i'm excited to have you here thanks for joining us today gang everybody this is chase There'll be questions popping up throughout the show. Anybody wants to know anything? Devo's on here, Ace High. He grew up at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. There's a lot of a lot of people that grew up at Dana Wharf that want to know what you're doing, Chase. So let's get this show started. How did you get into fishing? Uh, when I was young, I didn't fish a whole lot. Uh, first time out fishing that I really remember was uh, in middle school. My uncle uh, flew in from Hawaii, he ran a boat out of uh, Kona for a lot of years. And uh, he pulled me out of school and played hooky and went on the Dana Pride on a half price Tuesday and uh, caught a bunch of little bass and just had a blast doing it and was hooked from then on. And how old were you then? 
13, 14, something like that. All right. So you started a little late in life fishing. A little bit late, but I, uh, yeah, I tried to make up for it and did not much else but that and diving and surfing and uh, stuck with that. And I didn't start working on boats until out of high school, right out of high school. I uh, went over uh, to Hawaii and worked out at Kona for a season under my uncle on a boat called the High Flyer over there. And then uh, after that, came back, worked a couple other little jobs before starting up with uh, Dana Worf. So when did you start working for Dana Worf? What year was that? Oh, I, let's see, I was 20, 21. So that was seven, eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you got your captain's license and now you're the captain. Now you're running the boats, right? Yes, sir. How did that come to be? How did you get your captain's license? And why did you get your captain's license? I know why, but just kind of tell everybody that's listening because it's kind of a cool deal. Yeah, I uh, I actually left for a short time. Dana Wharf uh, did something else, realized I didn't want to be anywhere else but the water. I was kind of unsure back when I was a deckhand if I wanted to be working on boats forever. It was a lot of hard work. But uh, after doing something else, I decided I needed to be back there. Came back to Dana Wharf, um, put in a couple more years on deck. And uh, before I knew it, I saw I had enough hours to get a license. And I thought it'd be a good thing just to have in case opportunities opened up. So I uh, got my license and then COVID happened. Uh, and surprisingly, a lot of opportunities popped up right away then. It seemed like it would be a long time before I'd get to drive, but, uh, I was able to go up to Alaska right away. I ran a season up there in the Southeast Alaska off of Prince of Wales Island, and then, uh, came back and I was pretty much driving right away for, uh, Dana Wharf then. Um, and that was, yeah, three, four years ago. Okay. Let's go backwards a little bit. When you were at Cause now I'm super excited to understand more because I'm going to Alaska. Like you heard me and Kelly talking about when you were up there in Alaska, you were running the boat. What kind of boat were you running? And you were doing, I think diving. it was a 26 North river, um, twin outboards, uh, waterfall resort was where, uh, was, I was driving for, um, we had a pretty big fleet, I think 20 something boats, 25, 26 boats. And, uh, it was a remote area. I got a float plane to get there and, uh, a lot of untouched wilderness. And it was just a beautiful, awesome experience up there. Oh my gosh. And what were you fishing for when you were out there on the water? We focused on Kings mainly, but, uh, when we got all we needed on that, we, uh, turned to cohos and halibut and, uh, link cod, uh, black bass a little bit and uh yellow yellow eye was off limits when i was up there but we got to tap into mostly everything we wanted to there oh how exciting is that how was that lodge was it pretty neat yeah it was really cool um yeah great food and awesome experience yeah and they took good carry up there they did yeah it was uh very well organized and uh everything went off without a hitch they were so prepared for everything and uh it it showed the amount of effort and thought that went into everything made it really an awesome experience up there and then it taught you how to be really intimate with the passengers right because you kind of can't get away on that little boat they're right there on your shoulder totally and i love that actually the kind of the four pack six pack experience being able to really 
help people one-on-one -on -one with everything, get everybody fishing properly, knowing why we do things we do, opposed to the party boat stuff, kind of addressing an audience. I, I really like the one-on-one -on -one, uh, interaction for sure. Right. It makes it much easier when you have three or four people that actually want to learn how to catch a fish. It makes it much easier. But you can do that same thing now on the boats, especially you're running the San Mateo and you're doing stuff on the real fun and you're having you're having some success with smaller groups. You're also running the boat, the some fun and the Clemente with a whole bunch of people on it. So you're getting every piece of the pie. My good buddy Dave Burris was asking me just now on a text on my phone what boat do you run pretty much you run all of them right yeah i drive everything but the dana pride um yeah wherever needed <laughs> right and then you're doing a cool thing right now you're taking you're doing the lobster charters for my sister right you're running yes. a fun right now taking people lobster fishing that's kind of cool right absolutely having a fantastic season with that so far yeah it's that's we kind of started that in 19 or 2006, 2007. We had to start doing something to make some money. And I started that whole lobster thing. No one had ever done it before taking people fishing. And now you're getting to tap into it down there in Dana Point, which is a phenomenal fishery because you don't have from the dock to where you put your hoops. If you go backwards on the real fun, it will take you almost five minutes to get there. But if you go forward, you're there in a minute and a half, two minutes, gang. I, if you haven't been to Dana Point Harbor, if you haven't been to my family's business in Dana Point Harbor, you're going to be blown away your first time you go because literally Chase unties the boat, puts it in and out of gear three times. He's in the ocean. He's in the ocean and he's engaged in the act of fishing with the long break wall there at Dana Point, things loaded with lobsters. You got so much opportunity there. There's nothing better than pulling up a hoop net with lobsters in it, regardless if they're legal or not. And you guys catch plenty of shorts to keep it entertaining all night, right? Absolutely, yeah. A lot of action. And then Donna's giving away, because Chase is on the show today, if you guys book a trip right now with Dana or Sport Fishing, you give them a call at 949-374-0786, or you log on to the website, you'll put in the code Chase M. C-H-A-S-E-M, and that's going to get you 25% off a three-quarter day or a half-day trip right now. And then there's some other cool stuff going on down there, taking kids fishing this time of year, right, Chase? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't been running a whole lot of the uh, kids' trips lately. I know, um, I believe this time of year, they're doing something with the City of San Clemente at the after-school programs, at least uh, that that used to be uh, something they were doing. Back when I worked for the city of San Clemente, we had come out and uh, taken kids fishing on that program. Well, Donna was letting me know that kids fish free in the month of December right now, and kids get to go whale watching for free in the month of September, which is kind of a spectacular thing because if somebody didn't introduce you and me into fishing when we were little kids, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. We wouldn't Absolutely. be having the great time. I want to show a picture here. Donna sent me some cool pictures of you out with the people. I just want to show you a couple of pictures. Look at this chase the other night on the real fun. You made these people pretty happy, huh? Oh yeah. That was a good night. I think we were over 25 keepers on that up to three pounds. 
Doesn't that look spectacular? Look at gang. They're right there. That's Dana or sport fishing tied up to the dock right there, right out in front of Turks. And literally, how far is it from there to where you caught the lobsters, Chase? Oh, uh, yeah, we're doing some stuff close by this year. A few hundred yards, even <laughs> as close as that. That's pretty spectacular, gang. Try that in San Diego or Newport or L.A. It just doesn't happen. Dana Point's a magical place. I'm so happy that you're there working for with my brother and my sister, and you're you're doing a really good thing, and you're getting a good name for yourself there. There, look at that. Nice yellowtail over at San Clemente Island, Chase. What boat's that on? That's on uh, the new San Mateo. Um, when that one's running, I'll be uh, driving it. And, yeah, largely we uh, – Earlier season, we were at San Clemente Island on all of our uh, open party trips, and it's only a three-hour uh, drive over there on that boat. We're doing 18-plus knots, and, uh, yeah, we were getting into yellows just about every day we were over there. It was a lot of fun. So tell everybody what that boat is, the new San Mateo. You know and I know, but the people listening don't. You guys want to go fishing with Chase Gang. Dana Point's the closest harbor to San Clemente Island. It's 49 miles to White Rock from Dana Point Harbor, and then you could spread out from there. But there isn't anywhere else closer. San Diego's 60 miles. Newport's 50 miles. Everywhere else is Dana Point's the closest place, and then you got this beautiful machine to go fish on. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, that uh, boat uh, we picked up a year and a half or two years ago or so um, is a Delta. It was out of Washington before. Um, and it's a fast boat. It's a planing hull and, uh, very comfortable. Uh, it had the deep V just rides through the swells so nicely. The worst days we had out there, just snotty conditions going straight into it. It was, uh, it drove like a dream and, uh, yeah, it's less than a three hour drive on there doing 18 to 20 knots. And, uh, for the local kind of sport boat, uh, party boat experience that kind of speed is normally kind of unheard of uh down here and uh we limit the trip to uh 12 people and that boat could fish far more than that as far as rail space but that just keeps it super comfortable in the galley uh it's got a bunk room and a galley and all of that and uh yeah super light load and it's just a blast to fish on love that boat Oh, yeah. And those deltas were made for fishing up north where it's extremely rough. So you bring it down here to Dana Point where we have about 300 spectacular days. You're going to be out there on the water on a really cool little sport fishing boat that goes very, very quick. You know, most sport boats, 8 to 12 knots. But to go on a sport boat that's doing 20 knots and fishing San Clemente Island in three hours. Plus, another thing, Chase, the last few years... When you're going from Dana Point to San Clemente Island, you're running over four of the most spectacular banks for the last 15 years anyway, uh, where all the Dorado and all the Yellowtail and all the Bluefin and all the Yellowfin. You got the 267, you got the 277, you got the, uh, the um, 289, you got the mackerel bank, you got so many banks that you have to go over just to get to San Clemente Island. The potential is always amazing, right? Absolutely. That was a really cool thing about that uh, trip too. I mean, everybody was early in the season all excited to be going after offshore fish. And it was, uh, some people were super excited that we were going to the island. Some people wanted to be looking offshore more. And it's like, well, look, we have 
amazing area we're covering before we're getting there. We're going to look the whole way and we're going to present, uh, approach that stuff opportunistically if, uh, if it pops up. And sometimes it did. And that's what ultimately switched us over to uh, fishing straight offshore on all those uh, trips as we started running over fish on the banks on the way over and way back. And uh, we knew it was time and started fishing all of that. That's another thing I talk to all my members on my website. Most of our people are private boaters. And I tell them, if you're going to take a boat that's on a trailer anywhere, it's Dana Point. You're out fishing. You got to go buy the bait barge. Talk about the bait barge. We'll, we'll get into what I talk about. But the bait barge at Dana Point, isn't that a spectacular place to get bait? It's phenomenal, really. Um I don't know a whole lot about the bait industry, but I'm told Everingham does a little different. They transfer all their uh, bait into the uh, boxes by shoots, and it comes out really clean. Same-day bait, uncured, is usually just fine for us. Um, and longer it sits in there, better it gets. And all season, we had pretty phenomenal bait, smaller, medium-sized sardines, um, and everything was really clean. I could count on one hand every day we had off looking bait and that was normally due to a big temperature swing or uh something yeah we had awesome bait all year from them no complaints there so gang let me let you understand if you google earth and look at dana point when you launch your boat at the launch ramp you cannot get out of the harbor without driving by the bait barge it's impossible also when chase leaves and you let's say you got in on a charter going with chase when he leaves the harbor, he can't leave the harbor without going by the bait barge. So it's not out of the way. It's quick. It's easy. They have 20 boxes. The Everham Brothers bait barge at Dana Point is massive. 20 boxes. There's always going to be good bait. Now, when the fish are biting right in front of the harbor and it's sunny and it's July, yeah, you might you might have to wait in line a little while to get your bait, but you're still going to have pretty spectacular bait. It's an amazing place. If you have never been there before, it's the only place to launch your boat. And also, I believe in my heart, if you're going to go on a sport boat and go fishing, San Clemente Island, Catalina, the coastal fishing, there's nothing like it. I want to show you another picture, something Chase did, fishing local. You're going to love this, gang. Look at this. Check this fish out. What the heck? Look at that. Local. Look, what boat is that on? I know what boat, but... Talk about that. That's a pretty special day. Yeah, that was a year and a half, two years ago or so on the uh, Clemente. We were uh, fishing rockfish, actually. We're in about 270 feet of water there. It was the last drop of the day spot we had been catching uh, salmon groupers pretty good on and kind of swung off the spot. And we are kind of time to leave. We decided to make one more drop and... Uh, this guy came tight on that fish. He thought it was a shark for a while. He's buttoning his drag down a little bit. He was trying to just horse it in. It's like, eh, take it slow, you know, know what it is. And uh, tangled up half the boat with it, but it came right up. And uh, yeah, I think it was just over 40 pounds or something, white sea bass. And it was a good uh, precursor to the rest of the season because we actually had a decent sea bass bite on the coast in there uh, not long after that. What a spectacular fish gang. And that's local. That's the really cool thing about Dana Point. There's a couple of big canyons there. So many of the pelagic fish, so many of your migratory fish, like your white sea bass, your yellowtail, bonita, barracuda, they all seem to want to come right into Dana Point area or that 
big canyon there off the of San Onofre. Everything wants to push right into the beach there. That's why Dana Point is such a phenomenal fishery. It is just an epic fishery. And like I was talking to Donna yesterday, and you can back me up on this one. Right now, the weather and the fishing is probably as good as it's been all year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, God, it's been incredible. We've had these offshore winds at night laying down the swell, and we've just been sunny skies, and water hasn't really been dipping below 60 degrees. Um, it's just been flat, calm, beautiful, probably nicer than any of the summertime stuff we had in the afternoons. Uh, yesterday, we had a little bit of fog, but uh, wind never came up, never chopped anything up at all. It's just been immaculate. Just absolutely incredible. Someone told me yesterday, it was our day before yesterday, it was 80 degrees at Dana Point on the water. That's pretty incredible. Something that a lot of us never got to do because they closed it for such a long time. And then here comes Chase, comes along, and then all of a sudden they just open up the 14-mile bank. How spectacular of a fishery is that? And you got to be there when they opened it. How cool is that? That was so exciting. I mean, often when they take away fisheries, they don't bring it back. And uh, that was cool. An offshore bank um, was such big relief off of the bottom that has been closed for 20-something 20, 20 years, I heard. And, uh, yeah, we were out there right when it got to open back up. And the average grade on fish was just phenomenal. Um fishing it was biting a little shallower earlier on we were fishing as shallow as 350 400 feet getting right on the banks and uh wasn't seeing any fish under three pounds coming over the rails chili peppers bank rock fish the salmon grouper and fishing that stuff out as deep as 650 700 and um seeing species we had never seen before catching uh Got a 20 pound Pacific octopus. We were catching bronze spots, cow cods. We were descending back. And then uh, these chili peppers are just outstanding great out there. Yeah, that right there. That's why I have that picture there of you with that. That's my favorite rockfish. And I commercial fish rockfish for a long, long time in the 70s and 80s. There's nothing better than finding that, that uh, chili pepper spawning in the mud it likes to spawn in the mud out there in 70 fathoms on the bank too don't don't when you're driving around out there on the bank don't be afraid of that mud don't be afraid of you'll you'll see big giant jags of stuff you'll think it's bait just try dropping on it once in a while you'll be blown away we used to catch a hundred at a time there in the mud on one rod it's it's an amazing fish that's probably the best eating fish a lot of people say they like to eat the vermilions the red snappers i'll tell you what that chili pepper that he's holding right there. That's double grade A. It doesn't get any better than that. Look at that. And how cool is it to be the guy that gets to be the captain when they open up the 14 mile bank? That's just so cool. I'm just so happy for you. It's just so bitching because I remember when I first got my life and that was 83, the, the first El Nino we ever had. And it was a spectacular time to be the captain. This 14 mile bank made it pretty bitching for you to drive around out there and mark a bunch of new fish and a bunch of new spots. I'll bet you that was a ball. Yeah, that was really exciting. Chomping at the bit to do that. It's really nice about that too, is it uh, offered such relief to the other rock fishing areas too. We were out there able to target all these 
giant fish so much and it uh, actually improved our local rock fishing i think a whole lot we've had a phenomenal rock fishing season down in box canyon and i think largely because of the all the time we spent offshore and all the time we spent out on the bank and uh not hitting the same old stuff over and over getting to fish out there right and as you've seen as you're out there fishing that 14 in the the heat of the time when they first opened it at the beginning of the season san pedro long beach newport dana point we're all fishing it and there was plenty of room for everybody it's a big area right i mean when you look at it on that pedometer and that sonar it's got a lot of area to catch absolutely yeah there was a lot of sport boats out everybody was doing very well and nobody was on top of each other and it's still been kind of that way um less and less people i'm seeing there even and uh fishing's gotten a little bit uh tough from the shallower sides but all the deep stuff is still the same you're able to stay spaced out and uh, look at a lot of different areas there it's not just clumping up on one little high spot and then donna was telling me yesterday you're still doing really good rock fishing right now right you guys got till the end of the the year here to keep fishing that you guys are fishing rock fish donna says you they're still biting very good talk about absolutely that. yeah we uh when we have a light enough uh, passenger count to get out to the 14, we're doing that and it's still biting very well. And then uh, down in our local box Canyon zone, um, that's been biting very well. The reds are chewing just fine uh, salmon grouper. And uh, there's actually a lot of chili peppers that we're fishing down there a little much smaller grade than we're seeing at the bank, but uh, there's been plenty of stuff to fill the bags up with as well as, as well as uh, white fishing has been very good. And then in on the beach, well, let me get this rock fish off of here. Then in on the beach, you're still catching calico bass pretty good, right? Yeah. The bass count has been just fine. The sheephead count's been phenomenal. I feel like our keeper count on the half days has been higher than it was in the summer. I think uh, Mauricio is out. Uh, a couple days ago, they had almost 60 keeper sheephead on their half day and a whole bunch of bass to go with it. That is absolutely amazing. So you would say the same thing that I say to my guys every day. There's no reason to stop fishing just because the big blue fin are gone, right? Uh, absolutely. I love getting a break from those and uh, tapping into all our local stuff. Right, because there's so much to do at Dana Point. You got so many options. You can, when you come out of the harbor, you can turn right and go fish South Laguna right there, Salt Creek, Three Arch Bay. Then you can fish Dana Point, or you can make a hard left and run down the coast, San Onofre, Box Canyon, the barn, legendary spots that my father kind of put on the map back in the 40s and 50s that are still, you're able to catch fish on those spots today. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's awesome. Because if you listen to uh, the Enviros, there's no fish left. So it doesn't make sense that you're out there catching fish at your age. You were uh, <laughs> you were born in 95 and you're running boats and you're catching fish. Come on, that's that can't be. <laughs> there shouldn't be any fish left and they're still biting on the same thing. And you guys, and you're catching lobsters. Those lobsters have been commercially fished for a hundred years. There's no lobsters left, are there? Well, there seems to be plenty. I think it's uh, considered a very sustainable fishery. And uh, yeah, we're probably the best season we've had locally hoop netting that I've seen. 
And then it's going to be really good. You got trips this weekend? You got anything going on? You got any fishing trips going on? Uh, we're uh getting ready for the boat parade mostly i'm running a few of those trips i got a few whale watches um but uh yeah i'm sure we got some hoop netting trips on the radar let's talk a little bit about because there's a lot of people here that don't fish i mean we have a humongous audience and we have lots of children and, and lots of spouses that don't really fish we have lots of people that do fish but the whale watching that is something near and dear to my heart my father started that Back in 1967, there was nobody whale watching on the planet Earth before my father started in 67. My sisters worked very hard for a very long time to make Dana Point the whale watch capital of the world. It's it's uh, trademarked now. It is the whale watch capital of the world. And now you get to perform whale watching. And how we, think about this. People always ask, where could you see a whale? You can see a whale in five feet of water in the surf. You can see a whale in Dana Point Harbor. When you guys leave, I remember when Tommy White and I used to whale watch every single day. We would see the whales from the bridge while we were loading the people. You could see right at high tide, you could see over the break wall, and we'd step in the wheelhouse, and we'd spot whales right there and try to figure out where they're going to be by the time we load the last person. Isn't it a neat place to whale watch in Dana Point? Yeah, absolutely. The opportunity is just everywhere out there could be anywhere and yeah inside the harbor we've even seen plenty of times and now something that we saw when i was whale watching was these humpback whales have made a huge appearance now a point the last five or six years spectacular now to have we have gray whales in the summertime we have the blue whales and now come down with the gray whales and their migration. Now we have these humpback whales that are probably one of the most magnificent of all the great whales. The performances they put on, the jumping out of the water, the flopping of those giant peck fins. They're a bitching animal to watch, right? Yeah, spectacular. And they've been a uh, great showing this year in numbers feeding off the coast and middle winter, summer, fall, spring, and really at all times of the year, we've been seeing some humpback whales, certainly more and sometimes than others. But uh, yeah, just uh, this last week, we hadn't seen any for a little bit and we bent it a little farther offshore after a tough trip. And we ran into a humpback out there that breached within 60 feet of our boat twice. And uh, yeah, it's just a kind of unforgettable thing to see. Yeah, they're a pretty neat animal gang. Listen, we got Chase on here from Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. If you want to get in on a phenomenal deal, my family's offering, because we have Chase on the show today, if you were to go online and book a trip, a three-quarter day or a half day, you're going to put in, on the code, you're going to put in Chase M. You're going to put Chase's name and his last initial, Chase M., in the reservation code, and it's going to save you 25% on your ticket for either three-quarter day or half day. And then if you want to get on with Chase, if you have five or six or 10 of your closest friends and you want to go with Chase on the real fund, Donna's offering you also $100 off on it. How much is it for the whale for the lobster trips, Chase? I believe it's uh, 1200 and you take uh, 10 people. And Donna's going to knock bucks off of that if you call Dana or 949-374-0786 and tell them that you saw this show, your saltwater guide, you're going to save a hundred bucks. 
And then if you want to book a three-quarter day or half-day trip, put in the code CHASEM and you're going to save on that. Pretty spectacular, Donna, to do all that. She's pretty, she's got so many things going on. That's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. She's a, she's pretty good for a girl. Ah, but um, Chase, so how cool is it when you get to go on that San Mateo and do 18 knots over to San Clemente Island and then you can actually, which I've never got to do when I was running sport boats. If the fish are biting on the west end and you're on the east end, you can take off and run up there to the west end and be up there in less than an hour. That's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool thing being able to get over there that fast. But even once you're over there, uh, we can cover several different zones and it doesn't take long. And uh, it really helps with the sea lion issues that you can run into there, too. Uh, they don't bother trying to follow that boat. Um, right. Yeah, we quick, quickly can uh, get a bunch of dogs on us and ditch them and get into a fresh zone and fish without sea lions for a bit. And they catch up and we move again. And it's, uh, yeah, we haven't had too bad of sea lion problems there because of that. And we've been able to fish multiple zones in a day. So what Chase is talking about, gang, those haven't been on a sport boat before. The, when we drive around on these sport boats, we're big, big we're loud, we make a lot of noise. We're like a lunch truck to this animal. This California sea lion is a super intelligent animal. So they've learned that the sport boats are like a lunch truck driving around out there. So they've learned to follow the sport boats around. And once you get four or five of them on you and you're doing nine or eight knots, you can't really get away from them. So what Chase is telling you is on that boat, you can get away from them. That's a big, big plus. That's a huge deal. If you want to book a trip with chase on the San Mateo, the real fun or anything, you always want to call Dana or Sport Fishing at 949-374-0786. And that's how you're going to get on one of those trips. You want to get, I'm just going to make a prediction here. I think we're in store for one heck of a summer, or excuse me, one heck of a spring summer season this year with all the squid that's everywhere up and down the coast and at the islands. I think we're going to start very early this year. The spring's going to be an amazing sea bass yellowtail fishery. And I'm telling you right now, this is your opportunity to get on a charter with Chase, get on the San Mateo, get out there to San Clemente, wherever that bite's going to be. You'll go to Catalina, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, we did a few of our open parties over there this year, and it's uh, it's a very short run over there. It gives us a lot of fishing time. And you're still going by all the banks where you got a possibility to catch whatever, grotto, tuna, yellowtail, and then you're over at Catalina or Clemente catching sea bass or yellowtail. It's it's just so many options coming out of Dana Point. You you won't be disappointed, I promise you that. But if you wait, you're probably not going to get on the boat because just like we talked about when we started the show, you guys got that boat parade this weekend. I think Donna's saying she's got less than 10 spots left. And what do you have? Nine boats there running? That's most sought after harbor on the coast, gang, as far as a friendly ability to get to the boats, the parking's free. There's just so many great things about Dana Point. You don't want to miss out. If you haven't been down there for this Christmas event, they go all out decorating the harbor. Harbor, right wouldn't you aren't you just blown away by the amount of lights down there yeah it's uh it's pretty awesome the way they do up the trees even just driving through the harbor getting to the boats it's uh quite a show there 
So, gang, don't miss out on this special time of the year. Right now, like Chase was saying, the fishing is very, very good. There's no reason to not go fishing unless you're just into catching giant bluefin tuna and nothing else matters, then this might not be the time for you. But if you're into nice weather, going out on a nice boat, hanging out with nice captains and crews, everybody's in a good mood, everybody's happy to see you, that's kind of the Dana Wharf sport fishing motto. We take care of the clientele first. The people matter more than anybody. I mean, my dad used to teach me when I was a kid, if any of the passengers take off their own fish, then you're not doing your job, son. And I used to have to tell the people, please, please. I know you can take off your own fish, but I don't want to get in trouble. Please let me take off your fish for you. It's just <laughs> a different world there. Just a different world. So, gang, make sure you check out Dana Orr Sport Fishing. Jump online, danaorsportfishing.com. If you have any questions, we got about 10 minutes left. So, hey, see you later, Devo. Take care. We've got about 10 minutes left. If you guys have a bird question you want to know about Dana Warp, you want to know about fishing out of there, anything you want to know about sport boats or hanging out with Chase, go ahead and throw the questions up here on the board on either Facebook or YouTube. We'll answer your questions. I'll throw them up here on the screen so Chase can read them. And we'll answer your questions. If you have any questions you want to know anything about Dana or sport fishing, now's your time to ask. Get get your questions out there. Chase, how often do you get to work on the boats? Well, seven days a week if I want it, but uh, five days is about what I'm doing. That is the most craziest. Oh, okay. All right. Wait a minute. I got one more thing to show. Okay. Tell me oh, a yeah. story about this. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, this last week we were fishing rockfish and um, gentleman came tight uh, on a jig there. Big, heavy fish taking some drag and all of that and kind of initially thought it might be a deep water halibut. We see that from time to time out there. Um, came up to the surface. None of us recognized it. We had not seen uh, that before. I sent a photo around. Some other people didn't uh, recognize it. Guy wanted to uh, net it and bring it on the boat to get his jig out of its mouth. And uh, it was about a 30 pound ray or shark or whatever it was and uh did not want to do that and <laughs> by chance i had kind of heard of uh some electric rays out deep i'm like no nah, i don't think we want to handle that it might be one of those electric rays and uh we knocked the jig out of its mouth sent it down and somebody later identified it as a torpedo ray i believe which is an electric ray uh deep water species and it's just beautiful we're thinking maybe it was an angel shark but it's got these cool chocolate chip pattern on it it's really beautiful fish oh yeah the thing definite torpedo ray we used to come out of dana point back in the day when we used to shark fish out of there and uh i found out the hard way that they're they have electricity but i had to find out everything the hard way because i never listened to anybody when i was a kid but uh what a cool thing to see. That's the really unique thing about fishing, right? You just don't know what's coming on the rail, but every day there's something different. Absolutely, yeah. That was a mystery one. Definitely couldn't have uh, predicted that. Thank God you didn't touch them. That's all I can <laughs> say. It doesn't feel good when that goes through you. It kind of You kind of feel it in your heart. So one of our members, Brian, he just sent in a question 
through my phone. He says, hey, Chase, how has the halibut fishing been down in Dana Point lately? And how deep are you guys fishing halibut? You guys have a contest, right? During the spring? Yeah, the uh, halibut derby, I believe, is coming up. Um, you can get on those trips and uh, you'll be fishing with some other people on the boats. like a contest throughout the season. All the heaviest fish get weighed together and we find winners each month and win prizes. And at the end, we have a, a fish off of all the biggest fish. People come back and uh, fish it again. And it's been the best we've seen in the last few years. Uh, the halibut fishery got really, really bad a couple of years ago. Um, and so much so last year, we didn't even put on the halibut derby. You just didn't want to waste people's time. But this year, we've seen it come back big time uh, between the islands and uh, locally. Uh, myself angling for fun out on some trips in the skiff. I got 17 halibut this year, um, keepers, that is. And... Um, catching them anywhere from 10 feet of water out to 200. We've been uh, getting bites out deep uh, on ledges and structure, and we've been fishing very close to shore for them as well. You could probably even be catching them in the surf right now. Uh, I like to dive for them a lot at night um, and uh, gotten a couple at night this year and shallow is six, seven feet of water. So, okay, back real quick. The Halibut Derby this year is going to start January 1st. Dan, Donna just put that up here. I'll show you guys. So January 1st, that Halibut Derby is going to start. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of a good thing. And then uh, as far as diving goes, I'm a big-time diver. A lot of my friends are. A lot of people watching. Isn't it cool? to see like Clemente Reef on the fish finder and then go dive. Have you got to dive Clemente Reef or Middle Kelp or, or any of those places? I haven't dove a lot of our stock spots. I mostly shore dive and it's just kind of a ways out there. Um, yeah, but I, I've dove uh, the cross and a uh, little bit of that stuff. And it's, it's really neat to see that other perspective, all the stuff you're seeing on the sounder. And then you actually see it in person, know what you're looking at and, uh, the different fish you're seeing, you're always kind of guessing what you're marking there and actually seeing what's there. Yeah, well, go do yourself a favor one day. Go dive Clemente Reef. You're going to be blown away. It's <laughs> the most incredible dive. And then Middle Kelp is another incredible, incredible dive. Those two spots, once you go down there and you look at them on the bottom, then you're going to go, okay, now I know where to anchor on this thing because there is so many sand bass living on those two rocks. It's just incredible. That... But it gives you a whole different perspective, and there's not a lot of captains that are divers, so it gives you a, a foot up on everybody, I'd like to say, because I got to dive all that stuff. I was a big, big, big uh, booger eater diver back in the day. I used to dive everywhere I went. If I fished San Clemente Island, we'd get over there early. I'd dive before the people woke up in the morning. I was just that crazy guy. And <laughs> I'm so stoked that you're a diver because it makes everything so much more fun when you catch the fish on the spot that you dove on, it makes it just that much more interesting. Plus it gives you more perspective when you're talking to the people on the boat going, Hey, this Clemente reef, it looks like a, it looks like a uh, carport, the way the rock points and you can drive a truck underneath the rock. It's incredible. And then middle kelp reef, the three rocks there, they're just incredible. You go down there and fit, I barge rock and see the big hole in it where all the lobsters live. There's just so much cool stuff to do. 
But yeah, the halibut fishing gang that you were talking about, you may want to get in on this uh, derby because like Chase was saying, it's an incredible fishery again that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. So gang, if I haven't seen any other questions come in, if you have a burning question, jump in there. We got a couple minutes. I told Chase I'd only take an hour of his time and I, and I want to stick to that because he's got a life and I got a life. We got a lot of stuff to do. Don't forget tomorrow, big show, Steve Lasley, IGFA captain. Also, captain of the bad team, bad company. This guy's seen so much stuff. You'll be blown away by all the stuff Mr. Lasley's seen. He'll be joining us tomorrow. I'll be on the road. I'm going to um, Lopez Mateos tomorrow morning, but we'll pull over on the side of the road. We got Starlink. We'll be doing the show from the side of the road tomorrow with the great Steve Lasley. I want to thank all of you for Jumping on here today, make sure you hit those stars. Leave us some stars. Share this podcast with all your friends. If you could hit the share button on Facebook and the share button on YouTube, it helps us out tremendously. Share this with all your friends. Make sure you, when you go down and you see Chase, you tell him you saw him on your saltwater guide. He has a very active schedule. Like he said, he could work every single day if he wanted to. That's how many boats. My sister and my brother have down there, Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. Let me throw up a quick picture of Dana Wharf so you can see what we're talking about. I think I got a picture of all the boats down there on the dock. No, nope, it didn't. It didn't come. It didn't come through. You can see it up there in the corner. Sorry, gang. I put it in the wrong spot. I don't have my buddy Elliot helping me today. Go to DanaWharfSportFishing.com. You'll see what we're talking about. And uh, Chase. Thank you very much for a great show. It's amazing how fast an hour goes by, isn't it? Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Gang, check out Dan Moore Sport Fishing, 949-374-07. Or no, that's my number. 949-496-5794. Give them a call. Let them know you saw Chase on the show. Your saltwater guy. Save you 100 bucks going hoop net with Chase. If you buy your tickets online, put in the code Chase. Chase M, you'll save 25%. Chase, thanks for being on the show. Hopefully, we can bring you back on again. If you enjoyed this, I hope you did. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much, everybody. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow's show with Lasley. Thank you very, very much. See